Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Ian Pepper, a Regents Professor of Environmental Science at the University of Arizona, one of whose specialties is a class of synthetic chemicals called PFAS. Welcome, Ian. Happy to be here. First, what are PFAS? These are perfluorinated compounds that have been used in a variety of household products for many decades, and they impart resistance to staining, they're water repellent, so they're in carpets, uh, leather, clothes, textiles. PFAS is in the blood of all humans in the United States, and because of all the products that contain PFAS, it inevitably ends up in wastewater, and during treatment, the PFAS um, goes into the solid portion of uh, wastewater and ends up in biosolids, hence the concern. We uh, began a field study looking at the incidence of PFAS in soils that had been land applied with known amounts of biosolids since 1984. So we could sample these plots, we could look at the incidence of PFAS in the soil at the surface, and by taking depth soil samples beneath the soil surface, we could evaluate the mobility of um, these soils for uh, leaching into groundwater. And how mobile were these chemicals? Well, the, the study was interesting. The data showed that the incidence, even after all these years of land application, was very low, the parts per billion level, and that uh, its mobility was very limited. So we took that data to the Pima County Board of Supervisors. So this was very exciting, and I remember thinking, wow, science-based regulations, what a concept. What about the more national issue? How can you deal with that? Well, at the same time that we concluded the local study, it occurred to me that we had a, we had, had a local problem and we solved that local problem with a local study. Therefore, it seemed obvious that if you have a national problem, you should initiate a national study. And that's where the concept for a national collaborative study evaluating the incidence and mobility of PFAS at land application sites across the country, that's where it began. And how long will it take to see the results? We need to... Um, gather the soil samples probably over a one-year period because you can't really sample in some parts of the country in the winter when everything's frozen. So in the winter months, we'll be taking samples from Florida, California, Texas, and then in the spring and next summer, we'll be taking samples from um, land application sites further north. And what will you do with the data once you get it? Well. Fortunately, I have a colleague, Dr. Mark Busso, in the Department of Environmental Science that has developed a screening level risk assessment model for PFAS leaching through soil and vodosone and mass transport into groundwater. The model has been validated in the lab in column studies, but we would really like to now use the field data that we're gonna collect from this national study to validate 
that model. And this, in fact, would allow for a site-specific evaluation of land application across the country. And we think this is really the answer that EPA should be looking at. A national ban really isn't feasible because 60% of all biosolids is land applied. And on the other hand, there probably are some land application situations where industrially contaminated biosolids are being used where they should not be land applying. Sounds fascinating. Thanks for talking with us, Ian. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Ian Pepper, an environmental scientist who is working with PFAS trying to figure out how you can measure where they are in the soils. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.